uh, Psalm 90. We're going to read about seven verses, uh, verses 10 through 17. Are you ready for the word? Are you all ready for the word? The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your children to their and, and your glory to their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I want to read 16 and 17 again. Uh, let's read that together, verses 16 and 17 again. Read that with me. Uh, begin. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now, when it says there, uh, let the beauty of the Lord, when you translate that be word beauty, it literally means favor. So it says, let the favor of, of the Lord our God be upon us. Okay, so um, I'm going to speak to you from this theme. Favor for your labor. Favor for your labor. Can you say that with me? Favor for your labor. Say that with me. Repeat after me. Favor for your labor. One more time. Say it again. Favor for your labor. Are you all praying with me? There is a famous cathedral in Europe, and it is known for its three arched doorways that lead from the vestibule into the sanctuary. Um, and um, over the right entrance that led to the sanctuary, these are the words that you will read carved into the marbled archway. It reads on the right entrance, all that pleases is but for a moment. All that pleases is but for a moment. Over the left entrance that leads to that uh, very popular uh, cathedral um, sanctuary, on the left entrance chiseled these words, all that troubles is but for a moment. All that troubles is but for the moment. The right entrance says, all that pleases is but for a moment. The left entrance says, all that troubles is but for a moment. Now, or over the main center doors uh, that lead to the sanctuaries, you'll find this inscription. All that is important is eternal. All that is important is eternal. 
Are you hearing me? The right entrance says all that pleases is but for a moment. Left entrance, all that, um, all that troubles is but for a moment. The main entrance says all that is important is eternal. So the message is clear in that middle section. Well, in all the sections, the message is clear. And it says, all that is temporal is ultimately trivial. And what is truly important in the present is that which will be important 5,000 years from now. I'll repeat that. All that is temporal, temporal, y'all know what temporal means? Temporal means worldly. Temporal means worldly. All that is temporal is trivial. But what is truly important in the present will also be important for eternity. Are you hearing me? And the central theme of Psalm 90 is the same theme that is chiseled in that middle section. All that is important is eternal. Repeat that after me. All that is important is eternal. Eternal things last forever. It really reminds me of the old hymn of the church. And my mother used to sing this song all the time. Only what you do for Christ will last. Come on, let's visit those lyrics. You may build a great cathedral, large or small. You can build skyscrapers grand and tall. You may conquer all the failures of the past. But only what you do for Christ will last. And somebody say amen. And that, that chorus says, remember only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for him will be counted in the end. Only what you do for Christ. Christ will last. That's a true song. But the problem is that many saints spend their time and life focusing on temporal things. Many saints spend their lives focusing on worldly affairs opposed to spiritual affairs. Many saints have been influenced by a culture and society that worships money and fame than the pursuit of the will of God for their lives. I'll say that again. Many saints have been influenced by a culture and society that worships money and fame and then the pursuit of that rather than the pursuit of the will of God in their lives. Are you all hearing me? This is a time where saints want worldly fame over spiritual fame. This is a time where, where because of media and because of social media and then the last 35 years where uh, television church or television, television evangelists have become so popular, people look for fame. They, 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 they look to be famous. Saints want to be famous. Y'all ain't going to like this message. Saints really, they, they like, they want the limelight. They don't, they don't want to just please God. They, they want to be seen doing it. <laughs> Amen. It's, 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 a, it's a, ooh, that, that we, 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 have, we have created celebrities in the Christian faith. In other words, to get you to come to my revival, I got to call it a conference. To, to, to get you to come, I've got to fly somebody popular in. 
where it used to be a time where the pastor called revival the next day and the old church mother ran the revival and you depended on the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God to bless you. Now you want stars. I'm not against popularity, but you cannot be greater than God. And then the anointing just cannot flow from a movie star. Instead of allowing God to promote them, people seek to promote themselves. And what that is, it's that old thing that the devil uses. It is the lust and the lure of the world. And what the world has. Uh, so, so please understand something. All that is in the world appeals to your flesh. Say amen. All that is in the world appeals to your flesh. Can you all hear me good? I need a little bit more on my monitor. All that is in the world appeals to the flesh. And that is where saints are fooled. What feels good, what tastes good, and what will make us good and great. What feels good, what tastes good, and what will make us great? I ain't gonna give me the amen. Interesting enough, the Bible teaches us about what's in the world. First John 2 and 16 reads as follows: For all that is in the world, what? The lust of the flesh, what? The lust of the eyes, and what? And the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. Say amen to the word of God. And these three areas the world focuses on and Satan uses that appeal because it feels good, it tastes good, it's going to make me great. It feels good, it tastes good, it's going to make me great. It's interesting, go back and read Genesis when, when the serpent talked to Eve. And the serpent uh, told, re really just told Eve God lied. That's what, the, that's what the serpent said. But he didn't say it like that because that would be so, you know, cruel. He was like, well, God, did, God knew that if you ate this tree that you will be just as good. See that pride of life just as good as he does. Now, the interesting thing about that, when you read that, the Bible says this, when Eve ate of the fruit, she saw that it was good. It didn't say she saw that her eyes were open. She did, it didn't say she saw that she was wiser as God, just like God. It says when she saw or when she saw that it was good, she gave to her husband. Look at this. So, so people are disobeying God by what feels good. People are disobeying God by what looks good. Because it appeals to the flesh. It appeals to the flesh. Now, when flesh tastes something that it wants, when, when flesh is offered fame, when flesh is offered power, when flesh is offered influence, when flesh is offered money, it is a strong temptation that you need to be aware of, saints of God, amen, Amen. It, 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 it appeals to you. But, but let's go back to 1 John 2 because the Bible gives us instructions on this matter. Look at verse 14 of that. Verse 14 says, I have what? Written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome 
the wicked one. So he's talking to the overcomers. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, are you an overcomer? He says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What did he say about the world? Do not love the world or the things. In now, now, verse 16 said the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Don't love it. Then it says, um, it says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And watch this, verse 17. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. You all hear that? Come on, say it's gone. It, it won't last. Come on, say it won't last. It, but, but I like what he says in, in that. He says, do not love the world. So what he is saying is, take control of your emotions and stop being led by them. It's kind of like this. You live saved by managing your flesh, not obeying it. You live saved by putting flesh under subjection. I know flesh say it looks good, it feels good, but if it goes against the word of God, you got to say, uh-uh, no, 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 I can't do that, I can't do that. Am I losing you all? Somebody say, uh-uh, I can't do that. If it goes against the word of God, I can't do that. And then it, it really is saying obedience over desire. Come on, say obedience over desire. Y'all ain't saying amen. Obedience over desire. See, that's where prayer and fasting comes in. I, I, I guarantee you, if you can't fast, you're not, control, you're not in control of your flesh. If, if, if you can't fast, then your flesh is going to just lead you anywhere. Fasting disciplines you to focus on the Lord. I'm going to say, I just got to eat. We all got to eat. But sometimes you got to say, I'm not giving what the flesh desires. Spiritual and biblical guidance over human logic and personal satisfaction. Say that. Spiritual and biblical guidance over human logic and personal satisfaction. We, we, we are living in a time where people are smart. Now, uh, when I was growing up, and boy, I never, got, I never thought that I'd get to that age. <laughs> These old folks used to say that. I guess I'm, 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 that, I'm there now. But when I was growing up, uh, you know, we didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't ask, well, we tried to, why and where. They just said, do it. Now, now do that, do that or get a backhand or do that because I said so, or, or do that, because back then everybody could spank you. Mother Lockhart didn't have a finger. Mother Lockhart didn't have this finger. So she, when she pinched you, she got more meat. That, that three-finger woman, <laughs> she said, I said stop talking. When she pinched, when she started turning that flesh, we turned with her to, to ease the pain. Because she would, she would pinch and she would turn. And, and you hope she didn't tell Mother Edwards. You know, one time I, I had to get your son. And my mother, she, no pity. She didn't ask what he do. She said, get him good. You do that now, people will call the cops on you. But I have come to learn that sin satisfies, sin pacifies the flesh, but living holy satisfies your soul. Come on. Sin satisfies or pacifies the flesh, 
but living holy satisfies your soul. I'm not going to get some amens. Verse 17 of 1 John assures us that if you do the will of God, you will have eternal life. Saints, people of God, it is time to start investing and seeking after eternal things. It's time to seek after eternal things. Look at somebody and say, it's time to seek after eternal things. We must now look inward at our lives and distinguish what is eternal in my life and what is temporal. I want you to think beyond what's important in your life. Many earthly things can be important in life. I want you to think beyond that because we have a lot of important things. We can make a case. Think, some things on this earth are very important. My marriage is very important. My children are very important. My education is important. Uh, my career, your careers are important. Your house is important. Your cars are important. You need transportation. And, and if you're not careful, you can prioritize God out of your important life. I don't think y'all heard that. You can prioritize God out of your important life. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. You don't understand. I, 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 just, I just did, and I left my statistic on the, on, on, in the office. I, I just did, I'm like, really, um, we asked you to come to church six hours a week. That's, and that's beyond what we come. Six hours. Really, four. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying travel time, six hours a week. How many hours do you have that week? Six hours. You do more in your personal life than you do in your worship life. I know I'm right. But yet, it's a struggle. Yet, we could be so busy. Oh, I had a long day. I'm going to watch it on YouTube tonight. I had a long day. I'm a, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I'm just going to say interesting. It's just interesting how we complain about I'm so busy, I can't get here. But, but we are busy with important things, but sometimes the important things can make us not prioritize spiritual things. I used to think the, the, the prayer warriors loved to pray when I was a boy. I used to think my mother loved to read the Bible when I was young. When I got on my own and got saved, I, I found out it's important that I have a prayer life. It's important that I have a word life. It, it keeps me focused. It's important that I come and lift my hands. It's important that I come. You know, sometimes I go to the altar, and no saint should say what's wrong with pastor. Everybody should be free to worship how they want. If I want to kneel, if I want to clap, if I want to lift my hands, I should not look odd to anybody here because you don't know what God did for me, and you don't know what I need to do to get close to him. And somebody say hallelujah. One time, time, it was a time when we came to church to beat the tamarind. We, we came to church to do a dance. We came to church to testify. We came to church. Oh, bless his name. Come on, say prioritize spiritual things. We must now look inward at our lives and distinguish what is eternal in my life. Beyond things. We, things are important. And I didn't mention money. Come on, say money is important. I didn't say the love of money. Money is important. Do you know what the Bible says about money? Ecclesiastes 10 18 through 20, you ever read that? 
because of laziness, the building decays. And through idleness of hands, the house leaks. If you lazy and don't want to work, you're going to be poor. A feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry. But money, what? Answers what? Is that what the Bible says? It didn't say the love of money. Money, you, you can't do nothing without money. Am I telling the truth? Everything you got, you bought. Well, somebody gave it to me. The person I gave it to, you bought it. You can't do nothing. So he said, it's, it's important. So God says, if it's important to you, let me bless it. Lazy folk. <laughs> and then it, then it goes on. Listen at this. Do not curse the king, even in your thought. Do not curse the rich, even in your bedroom. For a bird of the air may carry your voice. And a bird in flight may tell. What, you know what he's saying? He said, lazy person, don't get mad at the rich man. That's what he's saying. Don't, don't, don't get mad because he got more than you. I, I could, I could, I, I really, I was a part of a union. Excuse me, Elder Graham. But I, I, didn't, too, I didn't too much like the union mentality. I went to very few union meetings because it was always they got more than me. It, it just bothered me. Why, why, should I, why should we do that? You know, he, he got more than me. I, one time I said to somebody, um, we had a snow emergency in the, in the city that I worked for. You know, I worked for a suburban city. Um, and, and somebody was like, uh, we had a snow emergency, and they sent a crew over to the mayor's house. Uh, and they said, well, we got to shovel his snow first. He ain't nobody. I said, you want the boss to come to work. I said, you want the boss to come to work to tell us what to do. I said, I said, come on, man. Stop hating on people that got more than you. Just, come on, just say stop hating on people that got more than you. Don't want, don't want money and hate people that got it. Okay, get off that. That ain't the message. Let's come on. Let's get on. You heard that? All the church wanted money. All the preacher wanted his money. Okay, your gas wants the money. The, the, the gas station wants the money. Kroger wants your money. All that wants your money. Then when you come here, you, you got some. You, I, don't, I don't hear nobody saying, all Kroger wants is my money. No, you want your butter. <laughs> you want your milk. And, and, and if, if you really prioritize this, this word is more valuable. God knows these things are important in your life, in your life. I'm, I'm coming on. But the solution is the issue, or the solution to the issue will solve the problem and answer the question about what God desires from you. He knows things are important in your life. But the solution to the issue will solve the problem. Come on, say the solution to the issue will solve the problem and answer the question. The solution is there needs to be a spiritual line and a spiritual feeding in your life that monitors and regulates and prioritizes your life in God as a saint of God. Let me do that. Let me, let me say that again. There needs to be a spiritual line or a spiritual feeding in your life that monitors these important things in your life, um, and then, then, then God and the Holy Ghost will prioritize what is really important. You and I need something from God that will keep us from loving the world to just living in the world. You and I need something from God that will keep us from loving the world. But we will just now live in the world. The spiritual thread will keep you from making money and fame your God instead of Jesus Christ being Lord of your life. 
So what you do in life will be kept in the proper perspective and not get out of hand and not allowing the saint of God to be so carnal and fleshly that they ignore the word and go after what pleases the flesh. Come on, say, I need a spiritual monitor. Because if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you'll be so quick to say, I won't be here. I won't be here. I won't be here, but you won't miss work. Or you take your child to every organization. You'll, you'll, you'll take her to ballet. You'll take them to football. You take them to basketball. Or we have a youth rehearsal. Well, they, they can't make it because they got... I mean, some, come on. If, if, you, if you tell them life or the earth is a priority, you're teaching them that this is just if you want to do it or not. Somebody ought to make the things of God important. Somebody, the saints should make what we do for God important. And that answer came from what First Lady talked about last week. The power of the blood. The power of the word. The power of his name. Come on, say the power of the blood. The power of the word. The power of his name. Y'all remember Bishop Mason, and, and I understand now, you got to keep my fleshly mind under subjection. Everything starts in the mind. Every sin starts in the mind. I thought about it before I did it. I thought about it before I did it. And Bishop Mason would pray, cast the devil out of my mind. We're thinking on the things of God or, or the things of the world more than the things of God. And when you get an appetite for the world, then you'll start saying the church ain't right. God did not really mean that. Then I want to justify my wrong and my weakness. Come on, say, cast the devil out of my mind. Well, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world. How? By, be ye transformed, what? By the renewing of your mind. And you only renew the mind with God through his word, through your prayer life, through his word, through your prayer life. And when things are happening in my life, I can say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every foul spirit. In the name of Jesus, I come against those things. In the name of Jesus. We, we always say, that scripture, Mother Edwards, I was over, I rode my bike over her house, I think Thursday. And you know she's going she gonna to teach a lesson. And uh, she was saying that one scripture, and she said, the Bible says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. She said, well, I ain't got perfect peace. Is your mind on the Lord? I don't have perfect peace. Is your mind on the Lord? The Bible is right. God said, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind stand on the Lord. My grandmother, my, my grandmother, Mother Rosalie Hogan, I was, she, was, she was my babysitter. And all day, she'll be saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you. She'll be, she'll be saying, uh, the Lord is good, oh, bless the, all day, just singing, just singing, just singing, all day. The Lord is good, and every, every now and then, she'll, it'll be quiet, and then she'll say, loose hair. And I was like. <laughs> I didn't understand it. She would say real loud. I mean, she would sing nice, but every now and then she'll say, loose hair. 
Now I find out that when, when the devil brought something to her mind, she didn't want to dwell on it. She, she, she did not want to dwell on it. So, so to, to have perfect peace, you can't be thinking about wrong and rehearsing wrong and rehearsing. Somebody ought to say, loose hair. Hallelujah. They're going to be thinking about these crazy things. Loose hair. I can think about negative thoughts and things and things that what ain't right and, and what ain't right and I can have a negative attitude. Sometimes I'm going to say loose hair. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things come from the word of God, think on these things. I'm going to get to the text. Having eternal life in Christ will last eternal. You say, what are the eternal, the, the eternal things? Those spiritual things that last forever. Having eternal life in Christ will last eternally. Come on, say, having, repeat after me, having eternal life in Christ will last eternally. All of my accomplishments and my money will stay here and pass on to someone else. But my salvation in Jesus will push me into eternal life. Everything that I do will stay here. You, you might put a picture, picture of me, but all of my possessions will stay here. But, but my salvation... My, 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 the reason I'm living a certain way, I want to see Jesus. Am I by myself? My wife was saying something, and then she said, I ain't going to let that, I ain't going to hell for that. You got to say, I ain't going to hell for that. I ain't going to hell for that. I'm not going to miss heaven for you. I'm not going to miss heaven for you. I, I really ain't, ain't, ain't no legs that beautiful. Ain't, ain't no lips that gorgeous but hers. Ain't, 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 ain't nothing. I'm not, going, I'm not going to hell for a fishing boat. I'm not going to hell for a car. I'm not going to hell for clothes. I like to dress, but later on for the clothes, I don't want to miss heaven. Somebody ought to say amen. And then there's some prioritizing I've got to do. I may have to miss some things, but I don't want to miss a move of God. You can, get, you can get off looking at people. I'm living all I know, and I'm broke. I'm living all I know. I pay tithes, and this is how I went on. Look, look, they ain't doing nothing. Do y'all know? It's, there's, a, there's, there's a Bible scripture for that. See, see, the Bible will answer all your questions. Let's go to Psalm 37 and 1. And it says, fret not yourself, or do not fret because of evildoers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Watch this. For they shall what? Soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. What are you supposed to do? Trust in the Lord and what? Do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You, you just keep trusting in God. You, you just get your eyes off of what you're looking at. Keep trusting in God. Delight, here it is. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And what? I, I looked up that word delight. And the Lord, when I looked it up in the Hebrew, it literally means uh, 
enjoy and relax and rest. In other words, don't, 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 don't put God on a time schedule. God, you got 30 days to bless me. Oh, I'm out of here. No, no, no. You don't put demands on God. He, he, you, just, you just let enjoy serving him. And say, no, I ain't looking at the evildoers. I, I know what their fate are. I'm going to keep my eyes on the light. And the Lord says, if you delight yourself also in the Lord, what? He shall what? The desires. See, you got to understand that the more of God changes my desires. The more of God changes my desires. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring what? Forth righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Then it says what? Rest in the Lord and wait what? Rest. I got my lap on his bosom. I, I sleep with the word. I, I'm resting in him. I'm resting in him. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Wait patiently. says do not fret because of him who prospers in his own way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass because they scheming and, and conniving and getting over cease from anger forsake wrath don't get mad don't get angry don't get fret for evil doers shall be cut off but those who Wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Come on, tell your neighbor, you got a blessing coming if you wait on God. I got to get to the text. Let me get to the text. This text, and I'm closing. This text we get a peek into the prayer life of God's servant Moses. Moses wrote this song. This is, in fact, the oldest psalm in the book of Psalms, written by Moses. And Moses' first intentions was to compare God's eternal nature with man's frailty. And he does a good job in that comparison. Verse 1 and 2 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He he says, God is eternal. And what he is saying, man is limited. So God is not limited to time, but man's time is limited. Therefore, man in and of himself is not eternal. So, so Moses is saying, God lives, he, he, he's always been. Are you hearing me? Now, look at what he says about man. Verses, verse 4. For a, or, no, this is, this is God, about God. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night. No, no God is like, God is just always been. So a thousand years to God is not like us. Now, look at verse 10, what he says about man. The days of our lives are what? 
70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Hear, hear this. Moses declares that God does not age. <laughs> he is as God as he has always been. He is as powerful as he has always been. Say amen. In other words, Moses says that God can be here a thousand years and it is like a day. In other words, God's, what he is saying is God can be here a thousand years and he still looks like the same God he's always been. Unlike us, <laughs> who when we age, we can't do some of the things we did when we were young. Say amen, somebody. Caitlin, Jonathan, Chris, Nevae, y'all looking at us funny. As my dad used to tell me, keep living. I didn't understand. Just keep living. When you start pushing some age, you can't do what you used to do. I told somebody I ran, 2000, I ran the 2019 marathon. And it was like, what's your time? Uh, it was six hours and 20 minutes. What? You ran six hours? It's like, I was 54 years old. I had a 54-year-old pace. <laughs> and I was so happy, I could care less. The, the, the Kenyans came down here, the fastest time was two hours. Now, can you imagine the time it took him to do one? It took me, I, I could have did, he could have did three, he could have did three marathons and still beat me. But, but you can't do and what he is saying is, God is not like that at all. The God of the Bible, come on, say the God of the Bible. Since the beginning of time, he is all powerful and thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, he is as strong and powerful as he has always been. Come on, say amen. So, the, so, the, so Psalm says, Moses says, from everlasting to everlasting Thou art God. When, when time began, God was there. When time finishes, God will be there. He's Alpha. He's Omega. He's the middle. He's the ending. He's always. When, when did God start? He had no start. When was God born? He had no birth. He is the reason why we exist. He spoke into nothing and a world became. Moses says, you cannot put God in time. God was at the starting point. God has not turned gray. God is not on a walker. God does not take medicine to function. God does not have arthritis. God does not have to exercise to stay in shape. God does not have to have surgery to repair things. God is not losing his hair. God is not getting glasses because he can't see like he used to. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Age does something, but God is the same. God is not losing his memory. God, God is not saying, I don't remember like I used to. Uh, God is not saying, come on, Jesus, Holy Ghost, help me, help me to the, no, 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 no. From everlasting to everlasting, he's God. Are y'all hearing me? 
So the psalmist here does a recheck. The psalmist here wants to teach you and me a very spiritual lesson. We need to be about God's business and not ours. We need to be about God's business and not ours. We need to build our hopes on eternal things and not on our own because only what you do for Christ. Are you all hearing me? Recheck. Come on, say recheck. It's time, time to make God's things a priority. It's time to, 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 to have those that want to run to the house of the Lord. Yeah, it, what, 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 what the pandemic has done, it, it, gave it made people comfortable. Comfortable by not getting here. So now if, if it's a strain, I ain't coming. If it's, if it's going to hurt me, I ain't coming. It, you, you, you got to start saying, I got to get to the saints. I got to get to the house. I know, I know y'all saying, man, you know, I can praise God in my house. You don't understand that. I can praise God. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. It, it's not the same. You are to yourself. You got your own mind. Sometimes you need to be in the fellowship of the saints. I'm getting ready to close. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord. This is verse 12 through 17. How long? And have compassion on your servants. Look, watch this. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy. That we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us. Are you hearing me? He, what he's saying is, Lord, I've got to now make the best use of my time. He's Moses is saying, my, my time is winding up. I'm getting old. I, I'm not going to be doing this much longer. But Lord, make me glad. Come on, say, Lord, make me glad. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us. The years in which we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. In other words, he said, let the work of God appear to your servant. Let, let God's work become priority. Let God's work become priority. And, and your glory to their children. And watch this. And let the beauty of the Lord the favor of the Lord, God's favor, God's beauty of the Lord, our God, be upon us. Come on, pause and say, Lord, let your favor be on me and what I do for you. And then he says, yes, establish the work of our hands. You know what he was saying? He said, Lord, I don't want to just work to be working, but I want to work to see fruit. I want to work to see results. And what he was saying is, Lord, if you favor it, I'll see your favor. I'll see your glory. I'm going to say favor. Amen. Establish the work of my hands. Make your time on this earth count for God. Work for him and he will work for you. Make your ministry a priority with the motive and intentions of building the kingdom and then God will 
favor your word. We were, we were, we were, we were doing the weeds, and we were getting all the weeds up and trimming the bushes around the church. And when we got done, we were like, you know, it looks so good. It looks so good. But, but my point is, when we work for God, we want to see results. When I work for God, I want to see results. And Moses says, the favor, the favor, if you favor it, I'll see. If you favor it, I will be established. Come on, say, if God's favor, if God favors it, I will be established. And people are really losing the focus. Work for the kingdom. Seek ye first. It, Matthew 6 and 31 through 34 says, Therefore, do not worry what, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need, all these things. But what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? Some of you all don't believe that. The Lord said we've got to start prioritizing. prioritizing. People, people will say, you know what? You know, God gave you sense. No, God gave us the word. <laughs> you know. It, it's, he, he wants every part. Of it. He, he really wants to to show you how he can bless you. I'm done. He really wants to show you how he can bless you. Where's Cameron? Come on. He really wants to show what he can do for your life. He really does. He really wants to show you what he can do in your life. I'm going to reiterate that. God wants to show you what he can do. You take care of God, then God will take care of you. I'm going to leave you with this word, Psalm 90, 90 16, and 7. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. Everybody stand. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. The favor and establish the work of our hands for us. Come on, say favor for my labor. Come on, say favor for my labor. That is a word, I don't know when Moses wrote this, all of you know if you've gone to Sunday school that Moses died. He did not make the promised land. I don't know when he wrote this. I don't know when he wrote this. The Bible does not tell us. But can you imagine when God told him, you cannot go into the promised land? You came this far, but you cannot go. I thought about that. And I said, I don't want to work all this time in the church. I don't want to work all this time in the church. And the Lord said, you can't go to heaven. Is anybody there with me? I don't want to come to church because it's a status symbol and miss heaven. I don't want to have my own opinions. 
this is my truth. I don't think you have to do all that. And it doesn't line up with the word. And I'm going to have my own philosophy. And the Bible says, believe on me as the scripture has said. I don't want to miss heaven. I don't want to miss heaven. Anybody here that don't want to miss heaven, come to this altar. I don't want to miss heaven.